Hello to all beautifully disabled disciples. Welcome back to Handish Left. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. And today we are going to talk about time travel and how we wish we could go back and change our life. Coming right up on Handish Left. Hello everyone, today is Thursday, May 13th, 2021, and over here where I live it's slowly getting warmer, but summer will arrive sometime soon, I hope. I was out last night and uh, some, a guy comes up to me and says, well, do you think it'll be warm by July 4th? And honestly, I don't know anymore. Anything can go on in the world right now. The world is in a really crazy state. As we speak, um, there's so much going on in the Middle East right now. Um, please pray for Israel, of course, and all that are involved in the um, tension and the violence and the conflict going on over there along the Gaza Strip, and um, all the innocents are being that are being um, harmed and all this. And it's really tragic, of course, it really is. Nothing really new, of course, with the Middle East, but we have to pray for that situation. It's just a lot, and uh, I see more and more coming out of it on the news every single day, and um, everyone in that kind of situation, or just the coronavirus and all those combating it and all the other weird things going on right now in the world, just not only pray for yourselves, of course, but we have to remember to pray for those in need all the time. We need to pray for those whom God has called us to pray for, hence why I bring up Israel and all just everything going on and just uh, keep all your loved ones in your prayers because really, when you look at it biblically and just everyday life, every single day is truly a gift and uh, out of God's grace and mercy. And it's just a joy to be with all of you every week talking about our lives and talking about how God is working through our lives. And, you know, I think about how our lives are going through the way God has ordained them, you know, um, the way God has drawing out our lives, all of our lives, because it cares so much for us that all of our lives are set. And um, to us, we have the different choices we make in life, but what's so crazy, you know, we look at life in a linear way, we're just going through the motions, whereas God looks at it as the bigger picture. God sees every decision, every possible outcome, kind of like Doctor Strange, in a way, you could say, uh, the multi-dimensional view of time, and how he can see every single end result, and the possibility, it's just amazing, the infant nature, and the infant omnipresence, and omnipotency, and omniscience of God, and how we try so hard to, uh, grasp that in our own knowledge, thinking that we can understand God completely in the life we live now, but oh, are we wrong? 
uh, you know, we are able to know the things that we know now and the things we wish to know or that we strive to know about life and God will be revealed to us later with Christ in heaven. And you know, that may be hard for some people, but that actually is very comforting to know that we don't need to try to prove everything all the time. That we don't need to try to uh, make everything known to us or feel like we're good enough or etc. And I think about all the times when I wish I had known something back when I was going through an event that I know now. Um, in other words, I just wish I could have made better decisions in my life, and I'm sure that's a very universal feeling that we all wish we could have made different decisions in our lives to bring out the different outcomes that we hope could have been, the different possibilities, and had chosen and um, made better means of the different opportunities that was given to us throughout our lives, whether it was taking them or then deciding to waste them. You know, choices are everywhere, and the choices we make will bring us down the pathway that God has for us. You know, and God works through all of it because God is very sovereign. He is completely sovereign. He is perfect. Even through disability, it looks like a complete mistake. You know, I have a buddy that talks to me about this frequently, how um, he, see, he thinks disability is such a broken, um, you could say, fallacy or a broken result or a mistake that God allowed or God made actually bold enough to say that God made that mistake and you know even through that even through our brokenness and through our disabilities and um, the bad decisions we make God still works through all that you know all the all these bad things that we go through God is still working you know even if you think to yourself that you live with a worthless body or that you are in a circumstance that is completely outside of your control and you just wish things were different. I don't know, I go back and I think about the concept of time travel. You know, time travel would be pretty fantastic. Uh, we see movies about it all the time. We see TV shows, video games, uh, comic books, talking about uh, time travel and the different studies of time travel, the different methods and the different end results of time travel. There's a few different ways I've seen it done over the years. Um, in media, of course, not in real life, uh, throughout my own life. And you know, um, I'm sure many would agree with this, but one of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future. Um, you know, I love that movie, almost everyone does as regarded as one of the greatest movies, if not one of the greatest science fiction films of all time. And, um, you know, if you don't know the film, it came out in 1985, starring Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, about a teenager or high school senior 
uh, Marty McFly, who has a scientist friend, uh, Dr. Emmett Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, and uh, this professor, or doc, invents a time machine constructed from or an adapted DeLorean vehicle, um, a car from the 1980s. And so uh, Marty, long story short, accidentally sends himself back in time 30 years to the year 1955, where eventually he runs into his teenage parents before they're married, obviously. So it comes to that question of, if I went to the same high school as my dad or my mom, would I be their friend? You know, would I bully them? Would we be in the same classes together, the same clubs, the same sports? That's uh, actually what the uh, the writer of the film, Bob Gale, brought up. And, you know, kind of brings up those questions of, what would I have been like in that situation at that time? And uh, I'm not going to spoil the movie in case you haven't seen it. It's a classic, so I highly recommend you check it out. But I watch it, and I wonder, too, like, what, when I look back in my own life, or when I talk with people, or I'm counseling people, and uh, there's just so many times... I'm going to rephrase that. You know, the top thing I usually get, or the top concern or conundrum or dilemma I get is... I. If only I had done this instead of that. So many people saying that they just wish they made different decisions. And that focused on their circumstances. You know, I, you know, you watch a movie like Back to the Future and, you know, it's a great story. It's an awesome movie, but you wonder what you would really do with a time machine. Uh, would we use it to stop major world events that turned into turmoil. You know, like, would you use it to stop 9-11? Would you use it to stop uh, the rise of the Third Reich in Germany, of the Nazi Party, um, et cetera, et cetera? Would you use it to go back in time to, uh, I don't know, uh, smother baby Hitler in his crib? It's a little dark, but you get my point. And, you know, a lot of it is going to come down to personal matters. Erasing your past mistakes. You know, anytime you bring up time travel or uh, looking back on your life, everyone brings up, I wish I had done something different, or I wish I had made different choices, or I wish I had taken that opportunity, that life opportunity, that job opportunity, that opportunity to date that person to marry that person etc you know that that's a that's one of the big things I hear all the time from loved ones friends and just random people it's just if you had a time machine you go back in time and you erase your past mistakes that no one would remember anymore Mistakes that got you into a lot of trouble on a higher level or mistakes that just f- you feel like ruined your life. Just things that you wish could just go away and be remembered no more. To travel back in time 
to your younger days and change your life to the life that you always wanted. You know, it's one of those things where um, if you could go back and give your younger self advice or guidance to do better, what would you say to them? You know, same basic principle. And when I really dive in, there are so many things that I too, I wish I could change. There are just so many things we all wish we could change. Making different decisions so that we and our families didn't have to go through that form of suffering ever again. But, you know, obviously, as far as we know, unless it's a big secret or something, um, we can't do that kind of time travel. We can't just go down and get into our DeLoreans or, if you're a Doctor Who fan, our, our TARDIS uh, police boxes and uh, travel to a different time and dimension where things could be different. Or if you're an Avengers fan um, as well, just uh, call up Bruce Banner to make that uh, quantum realm time machine as well and uh, go back in to a different reality and make a new reality for your life where you could live the life that you wanted. Now, if only if it was that simple, we could just go back and change it. And now, even today, um, even now, it doesn't have to be time travel. It can be right now, today, at this moment, wishing that you could change something where you are in your immediate setting, changing your circumstances. You know, we wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, wishing for the right moment for our circumstances to be changed. We may even talk about God during those times, but then we put God to the side. You know, there are plenty of times where I wish, and many of other people would probably agree with me, I hope, um, or at least understand, um, that we wish we could just take away our inconvenient disabilities or our inconvenient situations that are just a little bit too much sometimes. You know, life is hard. It gets heavy. It's like carrying a barbell on your back 24-7, 365 some days, if not all days. You know, I just wish I could. Not just me, but other people in life. Erase your mistakes. Heal you from your choices and change your life. Now, if only we could just get rid of those things at the push of a button. And now I think about a couple different examples in scripture, specifically in the gospels, specifically, again, in the book of John, where we had people being told that where they are in life and who they are and what the circum the, and regardless of the circumstances they have, their life can change. You know, imagine Jesus coming up to you and basically saying, "Your life is going to change." 
for the better, away from your lifestyle, away from the crap and the trash that you're going through, away from the pain, away from the brokenness, from the broken relationships, away from your past mistakes to truly change your life. Not to completely throw away your past life in the sense of it never happened, but in the sense of no longer does that need to be your life. Or no longer does that need to be your will or your focus. A couple of different examples we see in John 3 and in John 5. In John 3, we get the example of the religious leader named Nicodemus, who was invited to understand the concept of being born again, to, you know, to have a new life. You know, Jesus, in, in the rest of the passage, we read in John chapter 3, verses 11 through 16, Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. And as we see here, the classic verse, For God so loved the world that he gave up his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So throughout this chapter, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus about changing his life and inheriting and be, giving a, be given a new life. Nicodemus kind of goes back and forth with Jesus a little bit. How can someone be born again when he is old? You know, whenever, in other words, whenever, if you've already gone through so much in your life and seen so many things and made so many decisions and so many mistakes, passed on so many opportunities, how can you be given a new life? So he was thinking about it in the earthly sense, which is why Jesus says, if you do not understand the earthly things, how will you understand these earthly things that I tell you? You know, in other words, if you don't understand, if you did not understand it then, how will you understand this? See, Nicodemus, this religious ruler, did not understand the words of Jesus. He did not understand of being born again to change your heart. To be born again is to turn away from your past life of re open rebellion of God. To turn away from focusing on your circumstances to no longer live life halfway of carrying that burden on yourself, on your shoulders, thinking that it's all that helps you get to the end of the day. What Jesus is saying is that there's a further step in this, in that 
If you put that burden in me, upon me, I will lift it off of your shoulders. Will it be every single day? Probably not. As in, you're still going to go through trials and tribulations. But because Jesus calls us to be born again, to surrender to him, to give our will to him, no longer do we need to worry about all these different things we go through, worrying about tomorrow, getting anxiety about today and tomorrow, and the sense of thinking about the worst that can happen, or thinking about who will help you with your disability, who will be there for you when no one else is. What Jesus is saying here is that if you just believe in me, for I love you so much, that I, the Lord God, gave up my only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus is telling Nicodemus, you are to be born again into me, out of this old life, and into the new freedom of life found in me, Christ Jesus. For all burdens, trials, and tribulations are put on Christ and lifted up off of our shoulders. No longer is it about our pride of thinking we can handle it or thinking we're the ones that can fix it. Thinking that we are everyone's hero that needs to solve all the problems. That is not the case. And that is so comforting when you whether you're going through something horrible or when you're disabled, whatever, there is so much relief in letting go and letting God take control. For God is sovereign and God is always in control. Therefore, we never have to worry about tomorrow. Just worry about today in itself. That's enough right there. There's another example, a more specific example, we see in John chapter 5. Now there, this is verses 2 through 9a. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. And there lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down to certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. See, that was a, an idea or that was a story at the time that these people, these broken people went down to this large pool down in this area of the, t of the city and uh, that an angel would mystically stir up the pool and the first one into the pool would be healed. As they continue, whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped down 
sorry, was stepped down to certain. Oh man, it's such a such a powerful passage. I'm sorry. For the first one, stepping down into the pool was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. He was lame. He was a paralytic. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, so picture this, Jesus comes up to you in your condition, whatever it may be, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you're just spiritually in all these things, broken and dead. And Jesus comes up to you face to face. Do you wish to get well or do you wish to be healed? Something we all secretly long for, but we cover it up in our own um ways of living we hide it from people but we all wish to be healed from pain and sorrow and illness continuing the passage the sick man answered him sir i have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up but while i am coming another steps down before me jesus said to him get up pick up your mat and walk or your bed. Immediately the man became well and picked up his mat and began to walk. Amazing. See, the paralytic man was focusing on the things that were and the things that are not. You know, basic philosophy. He was looking at his circumstances. He was looking at his problems in a way that couldn't be solved. He's like, yeah, I want to be helped. I want to be healed. But everyone comes before me. Or I have no help to get down to the healing that I so want. I want to be healed, yes, but I don't know how to get it. I want to be healed, yes, but this pain is too much sometimes. How do I get rid of all this pain? When is my timing? As we see with the pool, that only the first ones into the pool, when the so-called um, angel was stirring up the water, could you be healed? See, he was focusing on that timing. He was focusing on the earthly manners to get his healing. And he was focusing on what was right in front of him. Jesus is saying, do you wish to be healed? But the first thing the man says is an excuse. Yeah, I want to, but I have this going on. I got that going on. Excuses. We make so many excuses to not listen to Jesus. So many excuses to not follow him, to not hear his words, to not hear what he's saying right to our faces. Do you want to be healed of your cancer? Do you want to be healed of your depression? Do you want to be healed of your loneliness, your disability? For by your stripes, we are healed, as it says in the book of Isaiah. 
Will it be, here's the thing though, will it be the healing that we want? Or will it be the healing that Jesus has for us, that we need, the spiritual healing? For it is only through Jesus Christ that we can get through. I'm not saying you're going to be healed in the sense that you want it instantly by the snap of your fingers to take away that inconvenience, no questions asked. The point is, what Jesus wants is, will you look to me so that you may not perish? Will you look to me for I love you so to receive the healing that you will eventually get. Maybe not always in this life. In other words, maybe not in the ways we imagine, but in the ways that we need to be healed. That is what Jesus is saying. I'm tired of your excuses. Believe in me as I love you. Get up, pick up your bed and walk. Get up, get rid of your excuses. That's enough. Believe in me and trust in me. And be healed. Is what Jesus is saying. Get up, believe and trust and go. Jesus wants you to do that. We may go through crappy things in our lives. We may wish we could get into a DeLorean car, travel back in time and fix up all of our mistakes or just plain erase them to change our life. But that is what Jesus offers us every single day of every moment to change our life, a new life, a new birth, to be born again in the Him. to be done with our excuses and always focusing on our circumstances that delay us from coming to him and trusting in him. Because, you know, we try to be all rational, but as I like to say, we try to, but we are emotional people. We're still gonna go through trials and tribulations, but the difference is Christ takes the burden. Will you follow him? Will you let go of your circumstances and turn your focus to him and not what you think it should be? For Jesus knows and he has a plan for you. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and pray for all people are hurting today. Lord, we're hurting for our country. We're hurting in our personal lives. We're hurting in our families and our relationships, Lord God, hurting in our disabilities, wondering when it's going to end, hurting in all of our sufferings and sorrows, wondering when those will end too. Lord, if you're a God of healing, when is the healing coming, Lord God? But as we learn with Nicodemus and with the, the paralyzed man, the lame man in the pool of Bethesda, We're so busy focusing on the want for healing that we're not focusing on you, the healer, the great physician, our true savior of all things, Lord God. 
You carry our burdens, Lord, and you took all of it, Lord. I pray for anyone who is listening who is struggling, Lord God, who needs to let go and let you be God. We pray over this all. People that are hurting, pray for peace over them and comfort. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Handy Schlepped. Again, my name is Reverend Jordan Schrader. If you want to continue the conversation, you may follow me and talk with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Schrader. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-T as in Tiger, E-R. Or email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. I'm still working on that Discord chat, so be patient with me. Thank you so much for everything. God bless you all. Stay safe, and of oh, as always, stay classy. Take care. <laughs>